Thank you for listening to another episode of Freddy's World. This episode is going to be a little bit different. This is going to be touching on a topic called rape. I had a woman scheduled to be my guest, but she couldn't make it, but she wanted me to talk on her behalf. So I'm going to get her story put out there on this platform. The name has been changed because I am going to protect this lady's identity like I state I would. And this episode is specially dedicated to the ladies. This is about rape and sexual violence. We all know it happened and it sucks that it happens. No woman should ever go through this situation at all. So I'm just going to go ahead and share her story and put the platform out there and also put some information out there for any ladies that experience such matter. There is help out there and it's not your fault. So I'm just going to go ahead and read what she wants me to put out there as I'm scrolling through the email that she sent me. So I'm going to start off. So here we go. It's weird to be telling my story. She was only 21. And it's not like having a lifetime of things to say. It's also strange to know that this this may be a platform for everyone. I've always kept everything inside. No one ever knew about the conflicting raping inside. People also used to describe me as bubbly and upbeat. To be raped is one of the most horrifying experience, experiences, especially from an already confused woman. After the rape, my brain shut down. I felt numb. I felt like a shell. All my feelings, the hurt, the shame, the anger, the guilt, the sadness and confusions were all locked away, locked away. I felt like I was seeing myself as an outsider. I watched my smile, laugh, and have fun, but I didn't feel any of it. When I looked in the mirror, I didn't know the face that stared back at me. That's when I started cutting. It allowed me to feel my experience, feel my pain, but a different kind of pain. A control pain that I was in charge of. I had some sense of control over my out of control life. My parents found out about the cutting and they were shocked and confused. I refused to talk to them about it or tell them anything. I couldn't talk about the rape. If I talked about it, I would feel it. It would be real. I wanted to pretend like it didn't happen. And if no one knew, it was easier to pretend. My parents took me to therapists who I hated. I decided therapist wasn't the solution. I decided the solution was to leave. I left my city, moved away to be away from all the problems. That of course didn't work. I couldn't run away from my problems because I couldn't escape myself. When I realized I felt like I hit rock bottom, by this time I had been through countless therapists and social workers. I wouldn't talk to any of them. I was still cutting and starting to get really depressed. Skip college, skip school in college. Well, she didn't attend the classes as I didn't either in college half the time, but it's not about that. Then I started to have dreams, horrible frightening nightmares, vividly replaying of the trauma. I couldn't handle it. I felt like I would explode. I finally called up a close friend who I trusted one night and told her everything. She was so nice and loving about it. She encouraged me to tell my parents, but I was too afraid. 
I was afraid of how they would react and know how they would treat me. I was ashamed by what had happened. I was afraid that it was my fault, that I was guilty and would be blamed. I talked with a friend a lot. There was so much I had bottled up on the inside at this time. Once I opened up, it all started spilling out at once. It was hard to deal with all the emotions that were overtaking me. I got very moody and spent a lot of time in bed. Everything was so overwhelming. I had no motivation to do anything. I didn't shower, change my clothes, or clean my room. I was thinking suicide a lot. Thinking about all the years ahead of me. Panic. I had to kill myself. I didn't care if I went to hell. Anything was better than the hell I was going through. I decided I would tell my parents about the rape so they will understand a little after I was dead. I stayed up the whole night writing my will. I wrote a suicide note, goodbye letters, and picked up bottles of pills I hid in my dresser. I didn't take them. Instead, I didn't know why. I called my friend crying and told her that I was about to do this. It was late past midnight, but she drove over right away. She sat up with me and talked and listened. She coaxed me into putting the pills away and going to sleep. She promised she wouldn't tell anyone, but the next day she told my parents. I was so angry at her. I know now she was doing what was best for me and how hard it was for her to betray me like that. But then I hated her and cursed myself for even telling anyone. My parents drove me to a hospital that night and I was admitted to a psychiatric unit for intensive care. They diagnosed, they diagnosed me with post-traumatic stress disorder and major depression syndromes. That night was one of the worst nights in my life. I felt violated. I felt like I have done something horribly wrong and was being punished for it. They took away my phone, my jewelry, my iPad, my clothes. I wore hospital scrubs and I felt so uncomfortable there. There were doctors, nurses, psychologists everywhere. About 50 times a day, someone would ask, what are you here for? How do you feel? I am not a straightforward person. I'm also beating around the bush. I hate the blunt questions and having to say things. If you don't talk about your feelings, you will stay longer. It was very hard to be religious there. I had to wear pants that were, there was no kosher food. The guys and girls were mixed. I grew up all around. I grew up at an all-girls school. I cried my my whole first day there. Eventually, I got used to it and even got used to the real annoying stuff like not being allowed to use a fork or a pencil or having to go or having to have a nurse to go to the bathroom with you. There were some parts I liked. I really liked the group therapies. It was so cool to talk about other kids who were going through the similar things and understood me. I also like how I like I also like how safe and I felt at the hospital. At home I have constant fear that someone was after me. After a week I was released. I felt comfortable talking about whatever happened. After being so open with everything at the hospital, I was seeing a psychologist who specialized in trauma. I went to group therapy once a week. There weren't really they weren't really getting so much better though. I felt depressed and suicidal.
I overdosed on pills twice. And my parents wanted to send me back to the intensive care unit. They end, in, they end up taking me to a psychologist who prescribed me antidepressants. I didn't want to take the happy pills, but she explained to me that the pills were there to stimulize, to stabilize me and to help me in my down times. I switched to a new therapist I, f I liked better than a doctor and started getting closer with my group. I really was able to open up and talk to them. They became like a second family to me. I look forward to group. It was such a great place to talk about things and get support. I still have a lot of things to work through. My parents were constantly getting frustrated with me because I had troubles communicating and being open with them, but we both tried to understand each other. My friends were incredible. They helped me, loved me, supported me the whole way. My therapist is helping me put the puzzle pieces of my life back together. Patching up relationship with my parents feels good. I feel good about myself and I'm working hard in school. The other week I put away all my razors, pills, and negative things in the box and got rid of them. I felt so good and strong. Looking ahead still, well sorry, looking ahead still has me scared. But I lift up my head and stare down the long road. I know there, I know there is a bright future ahead of me. Because if I can't get through this, then I can't do anything. There's no stopping me. I have faith in God. He won't let me down. He has faith in me too. He believes I'm strong, capable, and can do anything. I won't let him down. I don't want this evil to control what I become. Every day that I let this ruin my life, the more horrible significant becomes. So that is why I wrote this, to share my story. Sorry, I thought I was gonna sneeze. To share my story, to let others go through and let them know they are not alone. I know this article I gave you will help not only me, but others with strength. And I hope this does the same for any other woman listening. So if you're out listening to this, my message to you is don't let someone else control what you can become. You decide, you take every situation and make it the best. I can do it, you can do it. So there you go. I know this wasn't the typical Freddy's World episode, but I really wanted to get her message out there. And there is crisis center out there for any lady that has experienced this traumatic situation with being raped, sexually assaulted, but there is help out there and don't hold it bottle up. I know it's hard, but there are people out there that are willing to listen and help. Seek out friends and family. And I'm going to end it with this, with that. Because this is a very touchy subject. And just wanted to put it out for the ladies out there. Just to let you guys know. So yeah, that's about it for a episode of Freddy's World. Just remember we're all God's children. Let's act like humans and not animals. And let's stop the racism. Especially with all the tension going on. Hopefully Minneapolis will be back to normal. Hopefully we can live our normal lives and stop wearing the mask. And yeah, that's about it. Everybody have a great Monday.